On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, the basis of uplifting content was a hub of inspiration, some real estate on social media that makes you feel good that you can go to and it puts a smile on your face. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady. Today we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space. She's a British film, television, and voiceover actress based in LA. She's worked on a number of feature films, including Marvel's Black Widow, and has guest starred in TV shows on CBS, Spike TV, TLC, and the BBC. She's also an entrepreneur and the founder of Uplifting Content, a digital media platform followed by over 1.4 million people across social media. She hosts the Uplifting Content podcast and is the author of Uplifting Stories, a published by Simon & Schuster. When not in the midst of a pandemic, she loves traveling the world for work and fun. Ioni Butler, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, ladies. Nice to be here. <laughs> You're so welcome. We're so excited to have you. Me too, me too. I love these kind of conversations. I haven't had one for a few weeks, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, we are definitely excited to dive into this juicy conversation. And I'm going to start us off with our quote of the day. Now, Ioni, this quote will sound really familiar to you as Mm -hmm. this is your word. These are your words. (laughs) So I should have something good to say about it, right? (laughs) Exactly, because these are yours. Yes. (laughs) So our quote of the day, be an encourager. The world has plenty of critics already. So I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Be an encourager. The world has plenty of critics already. So when you hear your words, give us a little bit of context. What what was the situation that inspired this particular quote? 
Well, that's, it sounds, it's interesting because it sounds like it's something from the book, which I'm like, is that my quote or is that actually someone else's quote? Because it sounds very familiar, but yeah, I'm like, did I say that? But yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty on the nose, straightforward one. You know, I, I, I talk a lot about breaking out of your comfort zone and, and giving things a try and not being afraid to do new things. And I've always sort of struggled a little bit putting myself on the line because, you know, you, you, you're fearful of what other people might throw back at you. And so I think it's sort of along the lines of put out what you want to give back and support people, being judgmental. I, I, I notice that I'm judgmental when I'm not in a good place with myself. You know, I feel like when you're in a, when you're happy, sort of confident people don't typically put people down. And so support people as much as you can. Thank you so much for sharing that too. I think sometimes there's a lot of shame around feeling that way. And Dom and I just had a conversation recently about that where it's like, when I'm not in a good space, I'm not necessarily the best person to be around. Right. I don't have the best energy. So thank you for like normalizing that. Like that happens to the best of us, right? Mm-hmm. So we would love, Ioni, to talk about your origin story. So if you can tell us a bit about your origin story and what your journey was to launching uplifting content and your merch and the book and the podcast, all those things, what prompted that? Yeah, totally. Uh, it came from my dealing with depression a lot when I was younger. I was very, very depressed. And over the years, I didn't quite really recognize what it was until I was a bit older. I started getting into personal development in my early 20s. And that was the first time that I understood, oh, wow, how toxic my thoughts were, how bad my my thinking was. The ego, it was just horrendous, constantly putting myself down. And when I started to get to grips with my mind, recognize the horrible thoughts that I was thinking and how they made me feel, and then realizing that I could change those thoughts and feel way better. I wanted to share that with people. So it took a little while to develop uplifting content, but the premise of it was in all those times that I felt really depressed and low, I'm a go-getter. I like to fix things. I like to make stuff happen. I would hate feeling like that, not wanting to get out of bed, feeling just worthless. And you know, it's just the most horrible feeling to be in that kind of state of depression. And I would try to seek things that made me feel good. I wanted to watch stuff. I wanted to read stuff. I would, I would crave feel good stuff. And it was sometimes quite difficult to find. So the the basis of uplifting content was a hub of inspiration, some real estate on social media that makes you feel good that you can go to and it puts a smile on your face. And so we have a, a filter for anything that goes on the page, which is, does it make you feel good after reading it or listening to it or watching it? And if it does, great. And then sometimes my uh, the assistants and social media managers that I have get a little bit stuck where they, they find something that's it may be interesting and like it, it might be a good idea, but it, it doesn't make you feel good. So I'm like, ah, no, 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 doesn't pass the test. So basically the, the criteria for the page and it's gone through, it's evolved. Facebook was the main place that we had the, the biggest audience. And then in 2017, Facebook changed their algorithms and made it really impossible to reach a lot of the people on the page, which I found heartbreaking. And so that was when the idea for the book came about. Another sort of medium in which to, to reach people with a, with a feel good message. And so uplifting stories is, is a book. I like things to be clear. So uplifting stories, uplifting content, you don't really have to, it's not hard to figure out what it is, you know? And so it's a collection of really feel good stories in different, uh, grouped into different chapters. So we've got stories about overcoming adverse, adver, adversity, there it is, pursuing your passions and purpose or 
being of service, so different things like that. And then at the end of every story, there's an action or an exercise because I didn't want it just to be, you read it and you feel good and you put it down. I wanted you to re- read it, feel good, and then do something, take some kind of positive action so that it's you know not just a passive thing, it's an active thing. So that's that's the premise behind the platform. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Summer is in full swing and temperatures are rising. Luckily for us, Brooklinen is here to keep you cool and living in comfort at home and on the go with their best-selling bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Brooklinen home of the internet's favorite sheets, was created by a husband-wife duo to give customers hotel-level home essentials. You don't just have to take our word for it either. As a matter of fact, check out Brooklinen's website to read over 100,000 five-star reviews from people all around the world. Yes, you heard that right. They have over 100,000 five-star reviews. So head on over to Brooklinen today to keep you cool at home and on the go all summer long. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HERSPACE to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more and free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code HERSPACE for $20 off and free shipping. Lady, are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? Did you know those feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood? Well, with Dipsy, you can put those feelings on pause and focus on what makes you feel good. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. With stories narrated by sexy voices like Sharonis Jackson, you know, drove from Insecure. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash herspace. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash herspace. Dipsystories.com slash herspace. I love that. And I, I really love and appreciate your your filter that you said for your social media content <laughs> and asking the question, does it make you happy? And if it doesn't make us happy, then we're not we're not gonna put it out there. I, I love that. And as I'm listening to you talk about what inspired creating uplifting content and writing your book. Your book is not just your stories, right? What are some of the favorite story, your favorite stories from the book? And are and also mm-hmm. are there any that didn't make the book that you're like, mm, if I put out another edition, this one might go in there? Yes, definitely. There were at some point I had to sort of wrap it up to keep it, it to, just to get the book out in time. So there were some that didn't make it. Some were in the sort in a similar space, so it kind of felt a bit redundant to have both in. But you asked what my favorite ones were, and on, honestly, I I, do, I cannot choose one over the other. I I love them. It took quite a long time to get the book deal and everything in place. 
And so in that time, being the go-getter I am, I was interviewing people and it was, I was doing the interviews, didn't know if it was going to get sold or not the book, but I just remember speaking. I love speaking to people. That's my jam, just like chatting and getting to know really amazing people that are doing fantastic things. It was really moving. Like I would, most of the time I was crying in the stories, just inspired by these like wonderful people and some of the incredible stuff that they've done. And and so I felt, I, I just had a lot of good, feel good feelings about the book. And so I was like, this is going to be lovely. I can't wait to get this out in the world. So yeah, it's really hard to choose a favorite, but it just, just to sort of share some of the different things that we've got. There's one story by my friend, Ken. And, oh, and it was interesting how I found people too. Some of them were friends of mine that I interviewed that I knew they had great stories. Some of them were people that I had heard about or read about previously and their story had just sort of stuck in my mind. Some of them were just strange, just unusual stories that we found just by research. But yeah, one of my favorite ones is my friend Kenan, who is an actor out here in LA. We met in an acting class together and he's a white guy and was getting, because diversity is such a big push now in TV and film. And he was finding that everybody was shutting the door to him because we don't need an unknown white guy. Sorry, you know, we can't take you on type of thing. He was getting that a lot. And instead of, you know, complaining about it, he did something about it through some very cool, very cool series of events. He ended up moving to China learning fluent Mandarin in eight months and basically just had a, an amazing career. He's back in the US now, but for like five years, had an incredible career in China, becoming like one of the most well-known white Mandarin speaking actors in China. He's done some incredible things. And so I like, I love, I love his story for that it kind of gets me inspired. And then there's some really incredible ones about people overcoming adversity, just, you know, really heart-wrenching, moving ones where you just think, that chapter is really important because it's not, I don't want people to think when they're hearing all these challenging stories that, that, that their issues are not important, but it was just to show that, you know, people can overcome such awful things. And if they can, you, it's possible that you can too. And so I think that chapter is really moving, but yeah, I, I, I do not have a favorite. <laughs> it's hard to find a favorite. Thank you for sharing that. That's just so important these days. It's kind of sad when you talk about Facebook and the algorithm because it's like, well, this is the content we need to be going viral and that people need to be tapping into and they make it yeah. more difficult. Now, I want to ask a question that I kind of know the answer to, but I just want you to mm -hmm. kind of share and elaborate on. You talked about it in another interview, but you know, from the outside looking in, you're wildly successful. You have this book, you have this platform, you're a beautiful actress and, you know, voiceover actress. I mean, you do so many amazing things. What would you say your journey or what would you say your relationship with depression is like today? And can you also share any mm. self-care practices that you have in place? Because I think oftentimes there's a misconception that once you achieve the goals, it's like, I've arrived. Everything's perfect. I'm so happy uh, now. And I know for myself, I'm like, mm -mm, that's not true. So what is your personal experience with that today? And like what you do for yourself mental health wise? Yeah. Great question. Cause it's, it's something that's come up for me recently. It's a roller coaster. I, I would say it's interesting. Sometimes people say, you know, how did you deal with your, how did you cure your depression? And it's like, I haven't, it's, it's something that's there that exists and comes up from time to time, but it's, it's nowhere near as suffocating as it used to be. Cause I've sort of learned tools to help me get my way through it. And uh, it's interesting you asked this week, I feel better but over the last couple of weeks based on the Supreme court ruling and all the stuff that's going on in the U S I've been really, really upset by everything that's going on. And yeah, so I, I've, I've struggled with that. I was actually planning on attending a women's March in DC last week. 
which I was, I felt really good about like taking an action to do something. And I had to cancel it because I realized it wasn't a march. It was a, a planned civil disobedience where they were going to get arrested. And I'm a, a green card holder. And for my immigration, I can't risk getting arrested in the US. I had to cancel that. But just sort of doing certain things, donating, you know, helping out in any way, small ways that I can makes me feel a lot better. And then just switching things off. I was able to spend some time with friends over the July 4th weekend. That kind of brought me out of my funk a little bit. I go into this thing, I call it radical self-care mode when I start to notice myself slipping. And that's doing the things like exercising, meditation, cut, switching off devices. My boyfriend and I are going to have a no a no device night, no TVs, no phones, no laptops tonight. We wanted to do it yesterday, but his mum tripped and fell in New, in New York. And like, yeah, so, so we couldn't do it last night because he had a lot of stuff to deal with. But things like that really help just so that we can connect and, you know, just be. I also talk a lot about, we've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. And to me, it's it's more than that. It's you are what you consume because everything we, we put into ourselves has a huge impact. So I, I monitor what it is that I'm consuming. Usually news, I find it very triggering and upsetting. So I have to stop that. I've just subscribed to a newsletter, which is a kind of non-partisan, non, it's not an opinion thing. It's just information in like a, a newsletter with just sort of, you know, a few sentences to sum up what's happening. So I can stay informed. I don't have to get sucked into all like everything being mindful of what shows I'm watching, what podcasts I'm watching. And typically it's it's switching to find things that are better. So I'm now seeking, getting back into listening to and reading personal development books. I've kind of got a bit slack on my reading, which I used to find very helpful to help me through depression. Finding the right spiritual or personal development books that just help. Connecting with friends and just doing, like leaning in, doing some of the things that I love traveling is something that's happening coming up that I haven't been able to do because of COVID for a while. And I've got a bunch of trips that are lined up. I was very excited for a New York trip a couple of weeks ago, but my boyfriend got COVID through it. So that kind of put a spanner in the works for that one. But yeah, we've got some really nice trips planned for the, for the fall. It just like makes me alive to, to travel again. So yeah, those are some of my get you back on track hacks. Oh, and seeing a therapist. I actually started seeing a therapist again, which I haven't done for a long time. I see him every three weeks. I've got an appointment tomorrow or something. And it's funny because the first session I had with him, I felt great. I was really bad. I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Where am I at? And then by the time I got to my session with him, I felt great. And I was like, this is, why are we even doing this? I feel fantastic. And then we we decided just to, you know, every three weeks have a check-in. And it's interesting because when we get when we get to those check-ins, sometimes I really need it, sometimes less so. But it's just nice to know that it's I, he's there and that I can have somebody to, to to talk about certain things with. So, yeah, those are some of my tips. Thank you for the transparency. And that was a boatload of tips. So we can definitely see that you have a toolkit in place, which is amazing. <laughs> so, yay. Thank you for that. Sure. <laughs> Yes, we we are definitely appreciative of that toolkit that you have created for us. And I want to talk about the kind of flip side of that, right? So we just talked about how to tune out the negativity and how to avoid the negative things. But these Mm. days people are talking a lot about toxic positivity, right? And how too much positivity can be harmful for us. And so how can one avoid that while still absorbing all of the the uplifting content that you're putting out 
and engaging and utilizing that self-care like toolkit that you talked about? My my understanding of toxic positivity is sort of just putting blinkers on and just, you know, everything is great and feel good. And, and the problem with it is it's not recognizing what's actually happening, how you're actually feeling and what's actually going on. And so I, d- I don't advocate for that. I, I think it's important to, I don't think it's important to like bury your head in the sand and pretend that nothing is wrong. It's important to look at what's happening do something about the things that are going on and also feel, you need to feel sadness. You need to feel stress or anger. You need to kind of feel it to release it or, you know, talk about it and feel it to release it. So I think that's super, super important. And is because you can do that and, and consume good things that help you out, but you have to address the stuff that's happening. So yeah, I, I would say, you know, do the consuming, but just make sure that you're you're checking in and you're addressing what's happening with you, and that that kind of fixes that toxic positivity cycle. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I think that's so true too. Just like being in tune with how you're really feeling and not trying to suppress things. So thank mm. you for making note there. You have a very impressive resume, and I want the folks to know all of what you've done. And so can you tell us about some of your more recent acting and voiceover gigs and and then kind of tell us which one was prob- was your favorite if you if you mm-hmm. had to choose because I know sometimes people don't like to say <laughs> to but if you yeah. had to choose yes. Well there's lots of different jobs that I like for different reasons. I will be in the last ever episode of Better Call Saul which will be out August 13th, I think is the last episode. Um, That was my most recent gig. And I loved that one because I was a huge fan of the show. And to be in this fantastic show that you're a fan of with all of the actors from that show, it was like an out-of-body experience, you know, to have been watching it. And then now I'm on set with everybody. So that was my biggest like, this is amazing. I had another job for a CW show called Walker. That was amazing because I thought I was going to be the new lead in the show. Turns out that wasn't the case, but it felt really nice thinking that I was going to be the lead. And all the all the main actors were talking to me as if I was going to be the lead. It was it was very great and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it actually wasn't my role. They had been looking for somebody else anyway, but that was really fun. And then doing things like I was in Black Widow, which was very cool. I got to be in rehearsals with Scarlett Johansson, all the stuff that I was supposed to do. Most of the things I was supposed to do for that shoot ended up getting cut. Unfortunately, we didn't even get to it because the shoot kept overrunning so much. We didn't get to do a lot of the things that I was hired to do. But just having a rehearsal with Scarlett Johansson was pretty cool. She's amazing. And then last year I had, I got my biggest voiceover gig, which was Call of Duty Vanguard, a video, a big, big franchise video game. And that was really fun. I was working with a director that I'd worked with years ago. And so, yeah, there's like, it was just really, it was really fun. There's this like magical moments with everything. Oh, and one of my, I had a lead in a very silly movie called Zombies, which is by the same company that made Airplane versus Volcano and Sharknado. So it's that company that makes silly movies like that. But I was the lead in it. And we just had two weeks just to be silly and fun and have fun. And so I, I love all of the experiences for different reasons. Yeah. That makes sense. That sounds so exciting. Okay, so Don made me think of another question. So we're going to hold off on yeah. shifting up the energy for one second. Okay, <laughs> so the two parter, Ioni. So can you tell us something that people wouldn't know about acting? Like just something random that we wouldn't know as, 
you know, we're not actors. Like, what's something that you experience as an actor that like, people just would have, like, regular folks would have no idea about? And then can you answer the same question for being a voice actor? Because I feel like there may be differences between acting on set and then doing voice acting. So, yeah. Oh, cool question. <laughs> yeah, I would say that TV and film acting can sometimes not be as fun as you think. Like, there's a lot of sitting around and waiting, and it's a lot of like stop, start, stop, start with everything, you know? And so, I miss kind of theater and stuff like that. I did a short film recently where it was like a 10 minute scene that me and the other actor, we basically just did it over and over again. It's like a 10 minute scene. It felt great because you're like in it, you don't, you're on a journey. But most of the time it's just like, stop, start, stop, start, go away, wait, wait, and wait for a bit, come back, go away, wait for a bit. And so you're always just, it's not, it can be really boring. So that's something that's interesting about TV and film, a lot of waiting around. And then with voiceover, it's quite challenging. You really have to like, <laughs> so um, one of the funniest things, Call of Duty, the, the game that I worked on, it was set in World War Two. So most of the Call of Duty games, they have, they have comms. So they're, they're kind of talking on like, you know, little headpieces. So all of the commands are just, everybody's just speaking normally, kind of like we are now because they have sort of headpieces. But in World War Two, they didn't have that. So everybody was shouting. And so for that video game, it was so vocally stressful because you're, you're shouting all the time. And then at the end, but the, the, the way that the company were great and the director I worked with was great because we didn't have sessions that were more than two hours because they know how exhausting it is on the throat. And they would save all of the like really vocally hard stuff till the end. And the last, one of the last things I had to do at the end of the whole session was, okay, so now we're going to do three different versions of you burning alive. <laughs> Yeah. And so it was, it was, I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's a war thing. There's all these different scenarios because people would, will play my character. And so it was, I couldn't speak for like, my voice had gone all kind of croaky for a few hours after that one. And so, yeah, one of the things you you have to have a good imagination, you have to really throw yourself out there. I must've looked like an idiot. I was, you know, sometimes like, cause it was summer too last year. And so I had my like cute little thing on and then I'm like being this, you know, badass war person lady. And then, you know, yeah, you have to have a good imagination. You have to really protect your voice and be careful with your voice and you have to just like go for it. So that's something that people might not know about VO. It can, it can be very weird when you're just standing in a studio (laughs) doing all these crazy things. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing. I feel more enlightened. That is super cool. Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) Wow. Well, I think this is a good time to shift up the energy, Ioni. And because we okay. recognize, appreciate, and we celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet, and we believe that you can be elegant and still dance to strip club music. So, Ioni, we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So, do you take on the challenge? <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait, what is this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, I let's like do it. So now agree into it and doesn't know right? what to expect. Like, I appreciate it. You all in. She's like, "Do I have to dance?" We actually had someone that almost danced during the segment. But what we're yeah. what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you three questions. We're gonna share okay. three sentence completions, and then we have three photos pulled up from your social media, and okay. we're gonna have you choose one photo and provide more context about the photo that we wouldn't know just okay. by viewing the okay. photo. So Sounds good. we're going to jump oh. on in. Am so I black? <laughs> right? Am I black? So the first question is, 
We're going to find out now. Okay. The first question is, what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? I don't know if it's the best, but something that I like a lot is follow your bliss. Um, so sort of lean into the things that you love to do, that you want to do, that, that bring you joy. And sort of, yeah, do more of that, whether it's trying to figure out what you want to do for career-wise or like in life, follow your bliss. I love that. I love, I really love that. Now, we're going to see which one of these is your bliss, brings you to bliss, okay? okay? I have four words for you. Twerk or two-step? Ooh, I'm not good at either of those. <laughs> I was in Austin last year and the two-step was really fun. Listen, isn't that, is that like a Texas thing? Is that a two-step? Is that that? Or is that something else? Or do I not even know? Have I got it completely there wrong? Is, there is a Texas two-step. There is. Uh-huh. But there's also like a general a general two-step. But, you know, whichever one brings you bliss. Is it is it twerking or is mm. it two-stepping? It sounds like doing a little two-step might bring you it bliss. Does. It does, but I could have I could have the wrong two step in mind. So therefore, twerking. Let's go for twerking because I know what that okay. is. <laughs> that works. Either answer works. No worries. This is a judge free zone. Speaking of being judge free, I don't know. Nice. This yes. is our last question before we move into sentence completion. So, mm-hmm. what is the sexiest item you own? Ooh, I have some nice lingerie which is kind of like a little bodice thing bra i think that's quite quite nice and sexy i'm trying to i'm trying to go through my wardrobe so i live here and i live in la and in new mexico and so i've got like two different wardrobes full of things so i'm trying to like mentally go through all of it i think that's the sexiest i'm gonna go with that yes that's sexy. i'm <laughs> that picturing sounds... like lace yeah i'm like mm, go ahead yes. that sounds <laughs> sexy to me thank you, thank you. <laughs> and so our first sentence completion one question or topic I wished people asked about me more often is best sort of travel adventures. I'd like someone to talk about more travel adventures. I like sharing travel adventures and learning about other people. Yeah. Well, the next sentence completion. Oh, it's so funny that this is here. So the next sentence completion is my most interesting travel adventure was. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. One of my fondest memories, I did a, a, I went on an adventure around South America in 2017 for three months. I don't speak Spanish. I was on my own. It was, it was quite scary at times. I was in Bolivia and I didn't really like Bolivia. It was one of my least favorite places. But on, on that trip, I did Salar de Uni, which you might have seen people taking pictures. It's like this white sand dune place where you take pictures and kind of reflects you can you get the reflection of yourself in the thing and it has this weird perspective thing where it looks like you can be biting you know your friends and they just because they're just standing further away so it's really fun but one of my yeah it's an amazing place and on the second day of the tour or something we stopped in this obscure little hotel that was in the middle of nowhere and they had mountains all around us and after dinner there was this natural hot spring and it was me and everybody from the tour that I was on sitting in the hot springs under a blanket of stars just having the time of our lives and so that was one of my fondest memories it's like life is good this I will always remember this moment so I have lots of little memories like that but that's one of my fondest oh that's, that's amazing amazing right? yes. I need it was that. really nice yes. it, was, it was beautiful yeah 
And so our last sentence completion. What I love most about myself is, I think like my, my, I like my hustle about myself, but then I also like the fact that I like really listen. And I'm, I think I'm a good friend when it comes to like listening to people. So, yeah. So heartwarming and sweet. Thank you for sharing that with us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Ione, we have some pictures pulled up from your social media and random pictures in one video. So what I want you to do is choose a number from one to three and Mm -hmm. we'll pull that that photo up on the big screen for you. And we'd love you to provide more context about the photo that we would know just by viewing it. Got it. Let's start with three. Three. I knew you were going to choose this one. Okay, let me pull the picture <laughs> first. This is a good one. Oh, yeah, this is a really good one. Okay, get ready for this. All right. Do you see the photo? Oh, my goodness. What a throwback. This yes. Is a cute photo. So there are some folks that are going to be listening. Can you describe the photo first and then give us the context, sure. please? Sure. It's a black and white picture of me in a kitchen, and I've got like my hair tied up in a in a bandana and I'm in my underwear and an apron I've got a bra on and an apron and this there was a really cool director of photography that I worked with years ago and he wanted to do these like fun creative photo shoots he he would he would work with the lady and it was all about I can't remember what the name of it was does it say it there yeah <laughs> dead, uh, beautiful assassins Beautiful Assassins, that was the name of this series, the photos that he took. And so it was women who were as beautiful assassins. And so this is the first picture in the series where I'm in the kitchen holding my knife, looking on my phone. And then it's, you know, I find a guy, I invite him over and I, it, it just kind of unfolds this beautiful mm-hmm. assassin reeling in her, her victim and then killing him. So anyway, that's, that's the backstory. But it was really fun. He's a great photographer. That is so funny. It gives pinup, like it kind of gives me that pinup vibe. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So cute, though. I love the concept. Very, very yes. nice. Yes, <laughs> yes. I haven't seen that in such a long time. Thanks for the throwback. Of course, of course. <laughs> yes. So we go with number two. We use we do the one unless oh, unless yes. you have a special request for number two. <laughs> I want to do another one. This is yeah. great. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do like, it. Let's, let's, let's do look it. at number I'm two. In. Oh, number two. Okay, this is fun. Let's look at you guys are getting a little a little preview today. Okay, Cole. Let's look at number two. I thought this was cute too. This facial expression. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so this is is this the video itself or is it just a screenshot? It's a screenshot. Just a screenshot. Okay. So the guy that I was telling you about, Ken and Heffy, that I mentioned in my book, who moved to China, he is an actor that I met in acting class. And we started this web series called Girlfriend Guy, where he is just the most, he just, he loves me. He's just a goofball. He's, he's an idiot, really. I treat him really badly, but he always finds something positive about how awfully I treat him. And, and so every episode is... He's trying to be a blogger or a blogger about his relationship, and it's a terrible relationship, but he thinks it's great. And so, <laughs> this was a screenshot of him trying to take me on a date or something, and me just not having any of it. So, that's all that. That is, is so funny. That's so funny yeah. that this picture was pulled up, and you were just talking about him too, his story. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. sharing. This was so fun, Ione. It was yeah, so great to get you. to know I, more about I like you and your story. Yes. 
<laughs> I love it. This is, this is fun. <laughs> yes. Well, Ioni, can you share with our listeners? Because I know after listening to this episode, they are going to want to know where to find you. I mean, you've talked about where to find you on television and gaming, but where can they find you on social media? How can they access your, your beautiful book, Uplifting Content? Yes. So the book is Uplifting Stories, and that should be available wherever you get books. It's a really fun audio book that I narrated and used parts of the interviews with people for the audio book. So if you want to hear their voices, that's really nice. Um, it's also available on Amazon and, and other book retailers. And on social media, we it's uplifting content on most handles. And then for me, my personal and acting stuff is Ione Butler, I-O-N-E Butler. And that's where you can find me. Yay. Thank you so much, Ioni. This was so much fun and we appreciate you for being here with us. Thank you for having me, ladies. This was really enjoyable. I, I love, I just love connecting with people. So thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, Please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com. And be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Just because I can do it all doesn't mean I have to do it all.